name is Nicole Jaspard. I'm an empath and paranormal investigator. I am also an author of a dozen books. Thank you for listening to Haunted Real Connections, where I'll bring you the best mediums and paranormal people the field has to offer. Stay tuned for another great show on Paranormal King Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition to Haunted Real Connections with your host Nicole Jaspard here on the Paranormal Key Radio Network. And I'm very excited for tonight's guest, uh, Philip Pierce. Um, hopefully I said that right. Yeah, <laughs> and, you can call me Paranormal Phil. I'm Paranormal Phil. <laughs> and, uh, and if you're so resonates with you, uh, please like and share and comment and um, all that magic stuff I always say. <laughs> And there's live radio chat going on, so feel free to send us your questions anytime. And just to let others know a little bit about your background uh, I have here. Uh, as you said, you're also known as Paranormal Phil. Uh, you're also a retired paranormal investigator. And you had an uh, internet talk radio host and talk to the night, I believe, right? And, uh, and also... You're you're currently working on a uh, on a horror screenplay yeah. that that you hope to finish by next year or so, and uh, and out and also to be filmed. I mean, at least I should say <laughs> by next year or so. And also, um, so you started here in Spirits at the age of five. Would you like to start sharing about that? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I noticed I had the ability to see and communicate with spirits Uh at the age of five. And that experience was uh, in my parents' house. Uh, I went out to the kitchen to grab something out of the refrigerator. I knew my house was haunted. (laughs) Uh, There was a little boy playing with a ball on the top of the refrigerator now. Most kids might get frightened by something like that. Me, right. I just to climb up there and play with the ball. Um, I know I would. <laughs> but I, I, that's when I first noticed I had the ability to communicate with spirits and see them. All right, that's cool. You're, you're more of, um, I should add, you're more of a um, hyper empath. Yeah, the, a lot of people okay. say they're psychic mediums <laughs> or mediums or clairvoyants or clairaudience or whatever. Uh-huh. I consider myself a hyper empath because I have all those abilities. So oh, right. say each one, I'd rather just say hyper empath. Right, that's the idea. There's a lot, a lot of abilities. It's hard to name which your strongest. What's the be your, what would, what would be your strongest ability? You think? Uh, I mean, feeling the presence of spirits more than anything. 
Because a lot of times they're not going to make themselves seem to me uh, if they don't want to. Right. But I also know, and it took me years to learn how to do this, but it took me uh, oh, yeah. to learn how to shut it off when I want to, because if I don't shut it off, they're going to keep hounding me, the spirit world. And it, it, right. if you know, you know what it's like to have the spirits constantly hounding you. If you don't oh, yeah. know how to shut it off, you're constantly being hounded by them. And it's like, shut up. <laughs> Not yeah, now. I know. I know. So they'll wake you up. It's like, this better be it, you know. <laughs> <Won't be> it. <laughs> so I, I learned how to shut off that ability and keep them quiet when I don't want to talk to them. Right. I remember you explaining how you do that. Would you mind sharing a little bit like about that? But what was it? Uh, the Santa Claus effect? That well, I like very much go into like a meditative state. Um, uh, and what I do is I shut uh, I, I'm I, I'll go out like into nature and everything like that. Or if I'm not out near nature, I'll got soundtracks. Uh, I have on my phone with nature sounds. And I'll listen to those sounds, and over time in that meditation state, I'll cut out one sound and then cut out another until I cut out all the sounds altogether, and I'm hearing nothing. And it helps with it helps with not only shutting out the spirits when you don't want to hear them, but it also helps opening yourself to hearing the spirits. Now. If you like, right. I'll, I'll tell you my um, uh -huh. theory on how people, because a lot of people don't know how or don't want to uh, see or communicate with spirits, but right. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that everybody has that ability. Yeah. It, it, like I said, there's the diehard skeptics like James Randi who even a, a Bigfoot appeared right in front of him, he wouldn't believe it. He'd be like, that's a big <laughs> costume. But what it is, is I coined the term, I want to say, over 10 years ago, the Santa Claus effect. Right. And what that is, is if you got kids listening right now, I tell people, I used to tell people this on a radio show, is have them tune away now because I don't want to destroy the reality yet. <laughs> I'll let you guys do that. But anyways, what it is, is when we're young, we're told Santa Claus is real. As we right. grow older, we're told that he's not real. Well, same thing for the spirit world. If you notice, kids and animals will notice spirits more than anybody else. Right. And it's because our minds are not corrupted by the everyday world when we're young as uh, kids. Yeah, that makes of sense. Of course, animals are. Of course, animals are not corrupted by the everyday world, but but as we grow older, we're told that it's not real. It's just our imagination. Um, there's nothing there. We get told stuff like that. And that ability gets pushed from the front of our uh, third eye all the way back into our deepest subconscious. 
that melody's still there, uh, but it's locked so deep inside. A lot of people don't know how to unlock that ability. Now, of course, as a kid, I was uh, encouraged to keep going with seeing spirits because my mom used to see them all the time. So it wasn't like oh, well. she would tell me, oh, you're just seeing uh, imaginary friend or something like that. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing there. She wouldn't tell me that because she knew she saw the same thing as I did. Okay, that's cool. I, you know, I always learned that someone else saw what I saw. <laughs> yeah, like I said, everybody has the ability. Just a lot of people don't want to unlock that ability. And right. it gets difficult if you're uh, empath or anything like that because uh, I oh, will yeah. bring up one story from the Omen House. Uh, sure. There was a tour and we'll get more into the Omen House later, I'm sure. Yeah, but, that was uh, my <laughs> but there was one tour where there was one lady that was new to her abilities and the spirits were messing with her so bad that she couldn't handle it. She almost wanted to run down the street and leave there altogether. Oh, well. And knowing how to do what I do as far as shutting them out and everything like that uh -huh. is what I told her. And I, I very much said this. I said, close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths, and then imagine the brightest white light. Because it was a darker energy that was trying to uh, attack her or oh, wow. get to her. As, oh. like, imagine the brightest white light that you can imagine. She did that within about a minute. She felt at peace. Well. And, that, and I didn't project my energy onto her or anything like that. I just told her how to open her third eye, open that white light, that bright white light that because there's people that will call them angels or demons. I call them dark entities or light entities, which can be construed as angels and demons, uh, depending on what your religious beliefs are. But either way, darker entities hate that white light. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, that will lead to my next question, actually. What was it like? to meet and investigate with David Oman. And if I may ask another question after that, um, what what evidence have you guys captured if you're allowed to share? Well, I mean, if you go to David Oman's YouTube channel, you can see all the stuff that oh, yeah, there. But uh, I've seen so much. Um, yeah, you know, stuff that, that <laughs> hasn't been on camera. But how I got started with David Ullman is uh, uh, me and Steve Hembry, uh, we were each different teams and everything like that, and one other guy. Uh, and we decided to go out, and Steve knew David, and uh, we decided to go out there before any tours had ever taken place. The, the, he was, David wasn't even planning tours. Uh, but he let us come out there and investigate. We had all the equipment, the cameras, everything like that. He let us come out there and investigate without tours, without him uh, 
really hindering us or anything like that. He let us do like a paranormal TV show, what you would see on a paranormal TV show. But anyways, the first time that we went out there, I knew nothing of the location other than the Manson murders happened 150 feet down the drive. And David will back this up. David, Steve, they will all back this up. Uh-huh. I, I did not want to know nothing because, like I said, as an empath, I wanted to go in not knowing anything. That way, it was brand new when I first saw it, when I first felt the spirits and stuff like that. So I didn't want to know anything other than the murders happened 150 feet down the drive. Well, driving there from Riverside, California, Halfway, I think we were in Pomona at the time. We were on the freeway doing about 65 miles down uh, an hour down the freeway. And I'm in the passenger seat of Steve's truck. And I'm like, uh, I'm looking up the area on my Google Maps just to see the layout of the land. It, it wouldn't tell me anything. It shouldn't tell me anything of the area. Or what's going on at the house. It, I knew it wouldn't tell me anything going on in the house, but it wouldn't tell me much. So I was looking at the map so we didn't get lost or anything like that. <laughs> and I zoomed into David's house. And I got this feel. And mind you, this is about 40 miles away from David's house. Uh-huh. With me knowing nothing. Something came over me. I pointed at the map, and I'm like, right there. Right there. I'm trying to show Steve as he's barreling down the freeway. But he's like, wait till <laughs> we get there. That's like, there is a portal right there. Oh, wow. Right next, pretty much in front of David's house. And this is where it gets weird. And like I said, it's all true. David uh, will back this up. Yeah. But we get there. Steve told me to tell David what I had saw. And he, I told David what I saw. I pointed out the exact location that I saw on the map. I stood right there. I was like, this is where I feel this energy portal to the spirit world was in the map. And of course, David shocked look. He's like, and Steve said, he knows nothing of the location other than the murders happened down the drive. And David proceeded to tell me the point, the spot that I pointed out when his house was being built, Uh a five-gallon bucket of water that was full, tipped uphill, which is impossible, in the same exact spot that I pointed out on the map, without knowing anything of the location. There was no way I could have known that. Yeah. Oh, well. And I mean, there's so much at David's house that I could, like I said, I could fill a five-hour show. Uh, oh, I'd be interested. 
we yes, we met there briefly. Yeah. Uh, I remember meeting you in there, and then I was on tour while they're doing the investigation, so I'm sure they had a lot of uh, cool evidence there. I would love to stay longer if I could have. <laughs> so, unless um, I could have got a question in the chat, <laughs> why did I retire from the paranormal? Um, because there just is not much left for me to see. I've uh, seen a lot. I've done a lot. Uh, and, of course, I can't get around as well as I used to anymore. Uh, but I right. love talking about it. That's why I started my radio show. I started out with PRT, Paranormal Talk, which was strictly the paranormal. And then I went to Talk of the Night. But I love talking about it. I love being a consultant for other teams. But to actually go and investigate things, not so much anymore. It's nothing that I haven't seen already. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about the other locations. Like, uh, you mentioned at Queen Mary, right? I, 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 I kind of investigated that, not technically, but uh, I was with uh, my then fiance. We walked. Um, in the Queen Mary, we did one of the ghost tours. Oh, they have awesome tour. I just it, was, it wasn't the Halloween type tour, but the right. other one where they explained the hauntings. But anyways, it was just me and my fiance. Well, and the tour guy. And the tour guy was nice. He let me, he knew, uh, we talked about the paranormal and everything like that. Yeah, they're cool. Let me bring in um equipment that I had, like a digital recorder, which I brought with me just in case. Uh-huh. And of course my camera. Yes. Yeah, cool. I didn't get anything on camera, didn't get anything on audio, but when I was in the first class pool, I saw the little girl, Jackie. Uh-huh. And it was the, right after the Halloween type tour went through with all the smoke and mirrors and stuff like that. Right. And she, I heard her say uh, clear and loud as possible that I could hear it. Nobody else heard it, but I heard it. She said, I hate when they do that. <laughs> oh, wow. And she doesn't like, like the attention like that. Uh, it, it just make it, it, I guess the spirit world that they see something like that as a mockery of that side of the uh, spirit world, the the other side. Right. Yeah. So I think they're asking is is it Queen Mary seeking? Uh, no, not that I, I hope know. not. <laughs> I, I hope I've not. Heard, I've heard some stuff about it. Uh, Need some repairs, but uh, I yeah. don't think it's sinking. I really uh, do hope don't think they would let it sink. <laughs> yeah, very historic. You know, I, I hope they don't let it sink. <laughs> yeah. And also, you've been to the uh, oh, the other place. The um, uh, I've been to quite a few places. Um, Tombstone, Arizona. Yes, uh, yeah, that's what I was trying to think. <laughs> uh, I went there just as like a tourist, like I did with the Queen Mary, and nobody was around Boot Hill, so I decided to go there and 
do a session and fun fact about Tombstone and the characters from that uh, era. Um, uh-huh. uh, my Earp's brother Morgan is buried out in San Bernardino, California. Oh, wow. And of course, I didn't. I don't know if I got anything from Boot Hill. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. Uh, that was the late '90s when I was last there. <laughs> so it's been so long. But anyways, I did go to Morgan Earp's grave, and I asked the question: Who fired the first shot at the OK Corral? Because I don't think anybody would ever uh, any investigator would think to ask that question yeah and what i got on uh evp it wasn't a class a evp i mean you had to hear real closely but (laughs) it said wyatt did oh wow now had i taken that stuff that recording to uh, historians in Tombstone, it would turn history on its end. So I decided not <laughs> to bring that up right. or do anything like that. Uh, now, I've never been to the Whaley House. I would love to one of these days just to check it out. Like I said, to investigate, no, but to <laughs> check it out, yes. Uh, there's so many places I would love to go. Uh, Gettysburg, Salem, Massachusetts. Right. Uh, I seen the Whaley House, but we didn't have time to actually investigate it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but that's cool to see it. Now, another location that I uh, did a, because I have another YouTube channel, which is Into the Paranormal. I did a uh, live um, thing at Goatman's Bridge, oh. uh, Facebook Live. I never right. invested because there were storms that day. So I just was planning on going back at a later time. I haven't been back yet. But uh, it does have a haunted history. It does have some strange activities because one person that I talked to there, which is in the video, I remember that, yeah. uh, which is on Facebook. Uh, not, I, I think I might have shared it to YouTube. I can't remember. But anyways, she talked about somebody actually getting lifted up and tossed over the bridge by uh-huh. unseen force. <laughs> now, of course, I didn't have that happen to me, um, but there was a lot of strange energy there that day because of the heavy thunderstorms. Right. I didn't want to be washed away in flash floods or anything, so <laughs> it didn't stay long. Uh, Winchester House, I've never been there. I've been there. Uh, but I don't, seriously, I don't think it's haunted. It's hyped up. Uh, I think it's more hyped up than anything. It's not so much haunted as Sarah Winchester might have been haunted by the spirits and told to build all those strange rooms. But for it to be actually haunted, I don't think it is. It, it might have. Now, there are different things um, that a lot of people don't think. They think if a house is haunted, 
It's because uh-huh. something tragic happened in that house. Not necessarily. Right. Um, it could actually be from the land the the house now sits on that is causing the haunting. Like David's house, it, it sits right. on a <laughs> geomagnetic field that so much energy the, there. It boosts the energy in that yeah. area. Yeah, and there's so much energy there. <laughs> now, see, like me, when I got started in the paranormal field, there wasn't uh-huh. all these TV shows. There wasn't all this hype about it. So I was more like doing stuff the way uh, the Warrens did. With right. Big old tape recorders. I uh, like the old-fashioned ones. <laughs> cameras um stuff like that i still have have all this uh, uh, technology yeah i still have my old fashioned tape recorder i should probably use those for evp because nowadays with digital cameras and stuff like that so much can be um faked and everything like that it's hard to tell what is real and what's not yeah, there right. is a big event at the Omen House this weekend. Oh, and yeah. If I could have been out there, I would have probably been out there because I know David would love to have me out there. But yeah, I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> it's I a tried. little far from Texas. <laughs> yeah, if only I had transportation, I'd be right there. <laughs> well, I probably would be working it, not yeah. having I've fun. I've never you, you, you did a monitor and everything, right? Yeah, I... I was the tech guy pretty much yeah. <laughs> I was the one that monitored all the things, but there was times that they had me like at the third level bedroom, there was uh-huh. um, a little girl named Gwendolyn. Her spirit, right. I don't know where she came from. Nobody knows where she came from. She won't even yeah. tell. <laughs> but she liked me so much because she saw oh. my energy <laughs> coming off of me that she was attracted to me in that sense to where if she was going to speak she wanted me down in that room oh well now, yeah i remember when i was oh go ahead i was there one time when i was there um we uh was in that room what's that the movie theater room yes he has the sensor piano keyboard and I walk shortly after that, and then suddenly it's went off. So sometimes he plays that, I think. Yeah, I mean, that was, at, he actually got that keyboard after um, they did a Blu-ray uh, release of Poltergeist 2015 at his house. They All actually right. dressed up that third level bedroom to look like the little girl's room in that movie. Oh, wow. And so they he was able to keep the clown from that movie he was able to keep the um piano from that movie the actual piano and the actual clown i like the piano (laughs) well the piano i don't know about the clown i he might still have that but anyways but she likes that i mean it's like a toy to her because i saw her eyes light, light up when that room got changed to look like a little girl's room. She's like, oh, this, it's got toys, it's got everything. 
now that it's back to normal, <laughs> yeah, she's like, the only connection to it now is that keyboard. Yeah, that's amazing what, it, what I actually witnessed it. There. I was like, whoa. <laughs> now, like I said, there's so much at David's house. Like I said, I mean, if you want to, if anybody wants to see some of the stuff that I saw there, um, yeah. go to David's YouTube channel, um, YouTube, oh, yeah. David Oman, uh, and check out the videos. I mean, there's so many great videos now. There is uh, the house next door to his. Oh, yeah. One time he rented that out. It, uh, they were renting it out. And he uh, rented it for uh, Airbnb so he could do a two-house investigation. Because uh -huh. that house next door to him, not the one, if you're looking at his house, not the one on the left, but the one right. on the right, was there the night of the murders. And that oh, house... Wow had a darker energy than David's house. David's house is light and kind of fun for the spirits, whereas that house had that darker energy. Um, oh, wow. We were there, um, and on the third level of that house, a group was on the third level, bedroom down in the third level, on that in that house, and there was three big strong guys and one lady and she uh -huh. was laying down they were doing the evp session well something felt like they were whole something felt like she was being held down those three guys tried to pick up this lady and could not do it all three together could not oh, do wow. it. that is how dark that energy is now that same house I spent the night there. Yeah, I'm the crazy I one. Remember that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I would. I, I, I picked the room with all mares in it. Nobody oh. wanted to. Uh, no, uh, nobody wanted to uh, <laughs> stay there. But uh, I, it was me and our psychic medium, Lilia. Uh, uh, she stayed on the third level. I stayed up in the room with all the bed was surrounded by mares, basically the whole room. Because I wanted to stay in that room. <laughs> I wanted to see what would happen. Right. The, now, the, all the spirits at David's house are friendly. Yeah. The, I mean, they don't care for Zach Baggins, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. But anyways, um, at David's house, yes, they are friendly. It's the ones... That in the house next door to his that he rented just that one weekend that are not. Oh well. Uh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I, I just saw another question. Uh, I have used the Ouija board once in my life. And that was when I first really got into the field in 1992. Oh, wow. I'm going to do it again. Now, not to say the board is bad, uh -huh. because it's just like any other tool, a camera, a digital recorder. Yeah. It can, um, it, it, it's the energy that you put into it 
if you put bad energy into it, that's what you're going to uh-huh. get out of it. That's true. Uh, um, any tool like K2 meters, yeah, digital recorders, uh, cameras, whatever, the energy that you put into that is what you're going to get out. So a lot of people think the board is bad, but a lot of people don't know what they're doing when they're messing with the board and they put that wrong energy in. And that's why a lot of people, the board gets a bad reputation. Now, as far as seances, as far as seances go, Uh David used to have a lot of seances. I've done one myself, but I don't like connecting with the spirits that much. Uh, so I don't do the seances because as soon as I open myself to the spirit world, here comes like a hundred spirits. Like, <laughs> here, I want this message. I don't want this message. Like, exactly. Oh. That's why they're uh, saying, that's why I get stressed. <laughs> so, I mean, there was times that Lily would get overwhelmed by the spirits and they would call me down to the third level where the seances were going on just to pull some of the spirits off of her. And I knew how to shut the spirits up, pretty much I'll I'll listen to them while they're rambling on to me. So it doesn't affect Lilia getting messages out to people at the table. Uh But there there are times when I get messages and no psychic medium, empath, whatever, is going to be 100% right. I I, I need to stress this. Uh, Um, That's true. No one is ever going to be 100% right. And the reason why is because if we were always right, what we get as far as messages from the spirit, do you think we would have won the lotto by now? <laughs> I know, right? We'll be millionaires. <laughs> um, so no psychic medium is ever going to be 100% right. And wh- what right. we're doing is interpreting what the spirit is telling us because it's not, sometimes it's not, in words, it's in images. Like one person I had to give a message to, and what I saw was a red cross. Uh-huh. And I had to interpret that message, what that spirit was showing me. It was showing me a red cross a and some other medical stuff. And I told the person what I was seeing, what the spirit was kind of, what I thought the spirit was trying to tell me and everything like that. And and sure enough, somebody in their family worked with, um, in the medical field. Yeah, this is interesting. I was just going to ask, um, What's the difference from ghost hunts or to investigations? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Oh, sure. What's the difference from, let's say, ghost hunts or uh, investigations? Well, it's been so muddied up by TV shows um, because what you're seeing on TV shows is only a small portion. Uh, of what really goes on in an investigation. Ghost hunt, uh, people are mostly going there just for the thrill of it. Investigation, <laughs> you're going there to actually gather evidence, uh, try to understand what's going on on the other side. Um, so 
a lot of people don't understand that because they look at the TV shows and they see all, see what they see, and they're right. like, "Well, I can do that." <laughs> no, uh, there is a lot to do with actual investigations. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it, it is because what you have to figure in is uh, knowing this because I used to run my own team. Right. <laughs> you have to. How the client does uh, when the client contacts you, you got to go there, talk to them to make sure that something is actually going on. And Mike, I'll get to your question in a moment because uh, there is some interesting stuff on that. Um, okay. <laughs> but, anyways, you have to talk to the person that you're gonna investigate their place, whatever. Right. Then you have to do a walkthrough. Then you have to uh, ask questions and everything like that just to get the, that. This is just the start. Yeah. Then you have to become uh, the investigation. Usually it takes about an hour, two hours, depending on how big the location is, of setting up uh, camera equipment, all this other stuff, where you oh, want yeah. to position everything. And that's where the walkthrough helps is you get an idea of where you're going to sit up everything. But you still have, to, it takes a, quite a while because before David did tours, we had to run wire down the oh, hillside, wow. down the stairs. We had to set up cameras. It, it took at least a couple hours to do all that. Oh, wow. It, it's not a easy one, two, three, you're done. <laughs> now David's got cameras all set up throughout his house, so you don't have yeah. to. Do but anyways, when you're doing a location by yourself or with a team, you gotta figure in the setup time. Then uh -huh. you gotta figure in six hours at least of actually investigating. A lot of times boring, nothing happening, sitting in the dark. Because not all the time you're gonna get something. A lot of times you're sitting in a dark room bored. It's <laughs> right. not as interesting as the TV shows make it seem. <laughs> then That's you gotta true. worry about the taking down of all the equipment, which takes not as much time setting it up, but it still takes a while to take everything down. Now, once all that's done, you got a week or so, depending on the location, how much evidence you gather, uh, going uh, over that evidence to hear the EVPs, uh, see what you see on the videos, uh, re-watching it several videos several times, listening to audio recordings several times, because you might, you don't want to listen to it once or watch it once and miss something and then go back and right. find out that you missed something. Right. So it takes, for just one investigation like a TV show, uh -huh. I mean, they got other people to help, but if you got a small team, one investigation could take at least a month. Oh, wow. And a lot of people don't think about that. They think, okay, I'll go into a location, I can get this and everything like that. That's where David's tours work wonders because all the cameras are set up. He shares it on his thing. 
He allows people to send the videos to him, audios and everything like that. And you don't have to go into the process of doing all this. But if you have a team, you've got to do all that. Otherwise, uh, it's um, not (laughs) going to work out great for you. Now, Mike asked me a question. Have you ever Uh seen a demonic spirit? Now, me being a Wiccan, I don't believe in angels. I don't believe in demons. Uh I'm going to put that out there right now. Now, what I do believe in is uh, light entity and dark entity, which I said earlier in the show, is could be construed as angels and demons. It's just a matter of how you look at it. Now, right. there was one case that I worked on in Riverside that we called it the demon behind the garage case because people were messing with the darker arts and magic. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're talking about upside-down crosses with burlap around them and blood on it and everything like that. Wow. So we went to this house, tried to investigate, do the cleansing, because I do cleansing. Uh-huh. But the person didn't want us to do it because uh-huh. they knew that we knew that they were messing with darker stuff. But anyways, the client called us back because she was living with her sister at that house, but she was trying to get out of there. But she was still feeling that dark energy while she was there. So we went back to the house. We were out in the middle of the street, a public street. Uh, We'd never walked out in the yard, but I guess the sister of the client that lives in that house was putting stuff of that lady's on the porch and was going to get kicking her out and stuff like that. Well, she was cordial at the moment. And as soon as we got to the curb, I noticed this shadow figure behind the garage with red glowing eyes. Oh, well. And I was the only one that saw it. Our, other, our psychic Lolia didn't uh-huh. see it. I saw it because, uh, like I said, I'm a little more powerful <laughs> but in that sense. But anyways, yeah. it went and jumped into this lady, and her oh. demeanor just changed just like that. She's like, get out of here. I don't want you here. You're not oh, welcome. Well. And she's like, I'm going to call the cops. We're on a public street. We're like, okay, we're, call the cops. We're right here on a public street. Well, But we decided to leave. We decided to go to a coffee shop and meet up with the client. Uh-huh. But I wanted to try and help this person as much as possible, so I tried to do the cleansing from there. Now, normally, darker entities do not affect me at all because I come with a bright white light around me. <laughs> and I was actually getting sick from this entity. It had followed us there because it oh, wanted wow. control. But I was able <laughs> to actually push it back. Because that's all it could do was make me sick. It couldn't control me. It couldn't affect me too bad. Right. But it 
tried to do its best. <laughs> Did not happen. Um, so I, I've seen some darker entities, and there was a house in Montclair that somebody used the Ouija board wrong. Uh, the house had no electricity. It was the middle of August, uh, 105 degrees outside. And when a house with no electricity closed up, it gets hot in there. Huh. Anyways, I was doing my uh, cleansing, going from room to room. And one room, I to- the room that had the Ouija board used in it, I told everybody in the team, stay outside for your protection, but outside <laughs> for my protection, too, just in case you have to run in. Because hey. I did not want to get infected by the spirit, because I knew they weren't strong enough to handle it. Uh-huh. And as I was doing my house, uh, doing this house, cleansing it of the spirit, they saw this dark gray mist run out of the room, away from me, and from room to room, as I was going through the house until it went out of the house. Wow. The, the darker spirits hate me. <laughs> I've actually been called in before Catholic priests. That's how good I am. Wow. Well. I wish they hit me. <laughs> All you have to do is imagine, uh, just bring up that white light, that bright right. light. They will avoid it at all times. If you can hold on to that bright white light, they will avoid it at all times. Uh, I think we have time for another question from chat. I don't know if you, if you see it. Uh, someone is not psychic. Do you think the spirit box can work in communication? Uh... Yeah, but I don't put much faith in the boxes, uh, Frank's box, Ghost box, uh, Spirit Communicators, uh, Ovilus. Uh, I don't put much faith in them because right. with a Frank box, what you're getting is repeating I that. Um, radio stations. You're picking up words, so there's no way to really get the, the best way to get spirits. And sometimes it can be, it's not a foolproof thing because, again, somebody can whisper um, and you got to get a false um, uh, EVP. Uh-huh. But digital recorders, I think, are better than spirit boxes. Oh, yeah. But I never use them. I, I don't like using them. Because I know what I can, I can actually hear and see the spirits. So why do I need them? I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll use a digital recorder if I want to record something so somebody else can hear it. But why do I need it? I don't. Right. It's like our body is our best tool, right? Yeah. And like I said, everybody has that ability. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know how to unlock <laughs> that. Exactly. It might be good to help develop eventually. I guess eventually we won't need any of that yeah. equipment. So that's why I say our body is our best tool. <laughs> now, uh, I don't know because we, it looks like we got about 12 minutes left. Did you want to ask anything on the radio show or? Yeah, did you want to talk about we, that? Okay, so in 2011, I started uh, a show called PRT Paranormal Talk because my team that I ran. Uh, was uh, PRT, Paranormal Research Team. Uh-huh. So I decided, and I got my inspiration for doing radio from Art Bell from Coast to Coast AM, if anybody's familiar with him and the show. Oh, yeah. I used to listen to so it all the time. I got 
my inspiration for doing radio through him. And I started doing it once a week, just as a hobby, just to talk uh -huh. about the paranormal. And then it grew, and I went to three days a week, um, and then started getting guests. And then something came along, something hit me where I had to stop. And then in 2017, I, or 16, month or two, I think it was uh -huh. 2017, <laughs> um, I started up talking the night because I uh -huh. figure I want to talk about the paranormal, but I also want to be like, kind of like coast to coast, but without being coast to coast. Because right. Coast to Coast was getting a little boring to me because George was always being this promoter, always pushing items rather than actually talking about different topics. And I wanted yeah. to take away from that. I, I would do my commercial breaks, yes. But I, during the show, I would not be pushing products every five minutes. I had right. set break times like at, at the house and the top of the hour. Right. Um, so that was my advertising time. But I wanted to be more kind of like Coast to Coast, where I would talk about not only the paranormal, like ghosts, but Bigfoot, uh, cryptozoology creatures, uh, UFOs, um, conspiracies. Um, right. <laughs> all There's this a lot out there. <laughs> health, technology, all this. And I was. My show was so strong at one point. Now, right now, I'm on a hiatus because of health issues. Right. But I'm hoping to get it back going again uh, as yeah, soon hopefully. as everything's taken care of. Uh, hopefully by the end of this year. Um, but anyways, I was so booked up with guests. I was booked three months in advance. Oh, wow. I, I had guests lined up for three months in advance before I even got to somebody else. Right. I remember meeting you yesterday, so. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I, I could not, if I needed guests, I had no problem with that. Right. My problem with the show was I'm, I've been doing it as more of a hobby than anything. Now what I'm trying to do is make it more of a business where I'm actually bringing advertising and everything like that. So I want to make sure I'm doing it right before I get it going right again. But right. <laughs> right now, like I said, I got some health issues that I got to deal with first. Once I take care of those, then I can get back to, uh, yeah, Coast to Coast was never the same after Art left. Yeah, that's so true. So I think we're on top of the hour. Where can everyone find you? Um. Well, real quick, I want to bring up my horror movie screenplay. Just oh, real sure. quick. Yeah. It, yeah, I'm not going to give away the title and everything like oh. that. But <laughs> I've been working on it a while. Uh, it definitely could be a big budget film. Uh, oh. But I'm hoping to have it finished written this year so I can hopefully start filming next year and hopefully have a release date of Halloween weekend 2023. Or 2024. I also went to luck uh, with 2023. that. Yeah, not 2024, 2023. All right, so good luck with that and everything. Thank you so much for being here, Phil. So where people can find me, I'm on uh -huh. Facebook, uh, Talk of the Night. Uh, I 
I got a Facebook page for Talking the Night into the Paranormal on there as well. Facebook page for that. Uh, I got a Paranormal Phil uh, Facebook page. Right. Uh, you can find Talking the Night on YouTube. Uh, I'm on Discord, Twitter, um, now Instagram. Uh, I'm working on building that up. But everything. You can find me on any of those under Talking the Night. All right, so thank you, Phil, and everyone for being here tonight. You have a great night, a safe week, and we'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, guys. Have a great night. Hi, my name is Nicole Jaspard. I'm an empath and paranormal investigator. I am also an author of a dozen books. Thank you for listening to Haunted Real Connections, where I'll bring you the best mediums and paranormal people the field has to offer. Stay tuned for another great show on Paranormal King Radio.